Rusty Quill presents. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. So? So what? Well, it's, it's your last chance to bail. Listen, mate. I'll be honest with you, I'm not happy with you right now. You should have told us sooner. We could have just... I don't know, not done the podcast? Look, best to stick together. And I'll be damned if I'm the odd man out on this one, so I'm staying right where I am. Yeah, that, that just about sums up my feelings as well, so... Okay, still friends, though? Doghouse, but still friends. Big time doghouse. But yeah, still friends. I I really am sorry that I didn't tell you guys sooner. I I thought I could fix this mess myself. Alright, okay, you're gonna keep going on about it? Or, or tell us what you called us here for? Oh, yeah, right. So, as part of my creepy murder cassette slash letter investigation... I I went to a book signing at CreepyCon. What? Wait, hold. You went without us? What's CreepyCon? Creep, CreepyCon happens like every year, and it's a it's a horror convention for everything like creepy and cursed and weird. You know, kind of our jam. Oh, makes sense. Uh, hence podcast. I know. I went without you, but. I feel like I should get a pass on this one because of, you know, crazy potential murderer after me. Mm, we'll job that one, but only temporary. really can't believe you went without Okay, Jesus, I'm sorry, but I went to meet Donnie Sums, the only other name on the list who isn't dead apart from me. Oh my god, you met Donnie Sums! Uh, oh, mate, you aren't getting out of that doghouse anytime <sighs> soon. Okay, I, I give up. I'll just play you the recording. Who's Donnie Sons? 
I'm currently waiting in line at CreepyCon to confront Donnie about his connection to the tiny terrors. Sir? Uh, sorry, are you talking to me? Sir, if you want Donnie Sells to record a personalized message, that'll be an extra 25. I don't know what you're... Oh, oh right, yeah, um, yeah, just, sorry, just one second. Sir, um, I mean, mm, sorry, I'm nervous. Donnie Sums, I, uh, I just wanted to say I am a massive fan of yours. Lovely. Now, who should I make it out to? Um, c could you make it out to, uh, to Cole, please? Sure. C-O-L-E, right? Yeah, and could the message say, uh, long live tiny terrors? Long live tiny... Uh, I'm sorry, is, is there a problem? I don't think I heard you properly. What was the message you'd like written? Um, long live the tiny terrors exchange? Who are you? Oh, I'm, uh, I'm just... What the hell is that? This, this, it's, uh... Are you recording? What the hell do you want? Um, a couple of weeks ago I received a letter at, w with a list of, um, names on them, and one of them was yours. So? I looked up the other names on the list, and... Alright, I don't see what this has to do with me. We're done here. All the rest of the other people named are dead, save for you and one other person. Most of them died under mysterious circumstances, and I'm just trying to figure out who the hell sent the letter, okay? Who was the other person? It was... It was me. I'd been a member of the Tiny Terrors Exchange for six-odd years by the time I got my first publishing contract. It was a straight-to-paperback publishing run and a very limited printing, but... As you probably know, seeing as how you are now here harassing me, the Mall Choir quickly became an underground success, and then eventually landed on just about every bestsellers list you could imagine. That was 1992, right around the time the members were starting to abandon the bulletin board system in favour of the second iteration of the Tiny Terrors Exchange, through the mail system. It made sense enough at the time, I suppose, to do it that way. The technology just wasn't there yet, and... Yes, the bulletin board system worked for sharing a short story, but anything over 1,200 words took forever to load. Traditional means of sending mail to one another was just more efficient, no matter how enthusiastic we were. Compared to nowadays with the internet, you'd laugh, but back then the feedback on a story was nearly instant. I'd post a story before going to sleep and wake up the next day, go to work, and when I got home I'd have two or three comments waiting for me. In fact, I don't think I'd ever have written them all quiet if I hadn't been a member of the exchange. Those comments really gave me the courage to begin writing in earnest. Actually, I know I wouldn't have written them all quiet if I hadn't been active on the exchange because it's actually based on a story I wrote for the Tiny Terrors Exchange. It was the first story I wrote and submitted that ever made it big time. It was also the story that really convinced me abandoning the bulletin board system was a good idea. The story's just spread in a way that seemed special. Like getting a good story was a cherished parcel from a loved one. Anyway, I titled the story Corpse Singer. I printed out a handful of copies with my full name and the title 
proudly printed in bolder and bigger font and figured I'd play the numbers game. Send them all to a handful of exchange members I knew would pass it on and hope one of those copies gained traction. But it seemed I had overplanned and underprepared because within a month I was receiving more mail than I could conceivably read all by my lonesome. Long story short, I adapted the short story and based my first novel on it. Most folks were happy for me. I got a lot of letters from exchange members looking for me to sign one of those original copies, which, frankly, felt out of order. Of course I didn't, and just removed as many copies as I could from circulation. I had a book coming out, and figured it would improve sales if there weren't free copies that were shorter in length and ruined the plot twist. Anyways, it's important to note that most folk were happy for me. But not everyone. There were purists, sending me scolding letters for cashing out, a, a healthy supply of death threats, solicitations, and a few letters I would call... odd. None of them stood out at the time, you just get letters from less well-adjusted people when you find fame and fortune. It starts early and never stops. You can't let it bother you, of course. All you can do is laugh. That's why I keep them. I look back on them for inspiration when I'm feeling burned out and looking for a creative use of the English language to spur on inspiration. A year or two after I published The More Quiet, I was on a press junket, going from late night show to late night show when what I assumed was a fan approached me on the street as I was walking back to my hotel. He stuck out his hand, as if to shake mine, but said nothing to accompany the friendly gesture. So I took his hand, thinking it was going to be a quick and painless encounter, where someone a little more awkward than the average individual wanted to let me know they appreciated my work. But as I went in gingerly to lightly shake his hand, he grabbed me and pulled me in close. My heart was pounding out of my chest. Was he a stalker? An assassin looking for infamy? I began tearing my arm away, trying to shake loose the grip he had on my hand, but he pulled me in closer. I could hear his heavy breath like a hurricane in my ear. God, I can still smell his breath. It was rancid, like spoiled wine. Mumbling, he said, Nathan Landau, Jamie Peet, Marlon Gunter. It was nonsense to me. For all I knew, they were his imaginary friends, for goodness sake, and then, as I was finding it hard to hold back a little laugh, he said my name. Why did you feed the beast? Absolute fear gripped me in that moment, as if I'd been dunked in ice water. My skin pricked, and I felt danger in his tone like static electricity that made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I tried to cry out for help but my tongue was too dry and stuck to the roof of my mouth. I swallowed hard and tried once more to yell for help. All the while he held me tight and mumbled more random names that meant nothing to me and then more clearly whispered my name in my ear. Why did you feed the beast? Then he just let me go. The reason I'm telling you this now is because... Those words stuck with me, the rest of the press junket. Why were those words so familiar? Why did I feed the beast? 
A week after I got home it hit me, though, why the question had seemed so familiar. It was like that feeling of having the name of a movie star on the tip of your tongue, but thinking of every other name except the one you're looking for. I had my assistant bring up my collection of letters, and after a quick search, it was there. A letter I'd received shortly after submitting Corpse Singer to the exchange, before I ever published the morgue choir. A lined piece of paper with the words, Why did you feed the beast? Why did you feed the beast? Why did you feed the beast? It was written over and over and in the creases and in every available space until the letters were too small to read. It was the same person. They'd found me. They'd followed me. They'd stalked me. They'd found me and grabbed me and whispered those same words into my ear. All those years later. I'll tell you what my psychiatrist told me. It was likely a superfan, naming off his favourite Tiny Terrors authors. So congratulations. Guess you made the list. I, um... Can I... Can I show you something? Alright. What is it? Here. That's the list of names I got in the mail. And by mail, I mean it just sort of appeared on my desk. Um, I've looked up every name, and they're all either missing, murdered, or just plain dead. Except for you and me. Alright, listen, mate. Very funny. Who put you up to this? My agent, Janet? I bet it was Janet. Honest to God, this isn't a prank. It's, it's right there. Why did you feed the beast? Just like in your story. And the list of names, just like in your story. I promise, I promise this isn't a prank. Just look into it yourself and you'll see I'm telling the truth. Nathan Landowns, Jamie, Pete, Marlin, Gunter. Oh, piss off. There, right there, just there. It's right there, just like in your story. You need to listen to me. No, I need to go back to signing books, and you need to go crawling back to Janet and tell the old witch to try harder next time. What? Where'd she find you? Some street corner doing cheap Walmart knockoff David Blaine mind tricks? No, that's... No, that's not it at all. How... How would I know you'd tell me that story? How many insane little factors would have to align for this to work out the way you're imagining it? That's the trick, though, isn't it? Social engineering or some other mumbo-jumbo. Oh, you've got to be kidding me. Wish I could say it was a pleasure. But I'd rather lick a live wire than have you pull one over on me. I really don't know what else to say. <sighs> I guess it's true after all. Never meet your heroes. Okay, I, I know there's a lot to unpack there, but I still just can't believe you went and met Donnie Sums without me. Right? I know, I'm sorry, but Jesus, did you hear what he told me? Yep. Same creepy guy stalked both of you. Okay, yeah, but like, why you? Donnie Sums wrote Morgue Choir, one of the most famous stories in the exchange, but like, what have you done? In fact, it seems like everyone on that list you got sent was prolific on the exchange. Okay, back up. I've had a little success here and there, okay? I mean, not Donnie some success, though. Yeah, okay, okay. I don't know, maybe it has something to do with the podcast. You know, they they don't like that I'm taking the exchange back online, maybe? What would be so bad about bringing the exchange back online? 
nothing, I don't think. Sure it isn't some, like, unwritten rule that you can't post it online? I'm sure someone somewhere might think it is. Well, maybe it's just a superfan who really liked one of your mediocre stories. <laughs> okay, I do in fact have feelings. You know that, right? Look, I'm sorry. I don't mean it. But Doghouse. Doghouse. Right. Okay, yeah, fine, fair. Okay. Where do we go from here? Maybe we try and find out more about the exchange? What's what's that going to do? Okay, so like, when I was in university, we had folks come and guest lecture about the most random stuff. We're talking about folks with PhDs talking about dog breeding in middle-aged Spain or like patriarchal roots of the aerobics craze in the late 70s and 80s. Wild stuff. It, there has to be like, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Uh... Scholar of the Tiny Terrors Exchange, you know, someone who's tried to put together the pieces or at least document some of the more notable events orbiting the exchange. Maybe there's like a history of... I don't know a less dark way to put this, but like a history of murder here? Tiny Terrors is an anthology horror podcast produced by Pulp Audio and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial Sharealike 4.0 International License. This episode was directed by Cole Weavers with sound production and editing by Mike LeBeau. To find additional information or to join our Patreon for additional content and ad-free episodes, visit our website, www.tinyterrorspod.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Tiny Terrors Pod. Or join the Pulp Audio discord by clicking the link in the description below rate and review us on spotify and apple and finally thanks for listening catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.